welcome to Ethical Quandaries. I'm Jessica Veldstra. And I'm Denise Thompson. And starting off, I'd just like to plug our Patreon. If you go to patreon.com, you can search out Ethical Quandaries and support us. There's different levels and each level provides more and more input into our podcast. So if you have ideas, questions, want to run the whole show, that's a great place to do it. So with this new school year starting and all the children going off to school, there is a new idea floating around about dress codes especially in the era of me too where we know that there has been quite a bit of harassment of junior high and high school girls too and so recently a school in california decided to get rid of a dress code mostly it was changed by student activism and basically their only rules are that you must have your genitals and buttocks covered, any areola covered, and that goes for girls and guys, and no offensive, like basically racist, pornography, drugs, alcohol promoting hate clothing, speech. hate speech, that kind of clothing. They're going to try it for a year and see how it goes. So that's caused a lot of like questions, but every year we get a lot of questions about girls sent home for what would be considered pretty normal, average dress so we were talking about how we grew up and what our dress codes were like and what was your dress code like I think and this the, was of course in the 90s which is well I mean I think that first time I remember a dress code being enforced was probably 89 90 mm-hmm. in school I just remember someone wore a Bart Simpson t-shirt to school <laughs> and they made him turn it inside out and I think it said something like eat my shorts and he was like on a skateboard and they, I mean, I remember. Simpson was also not allowed in any clothes in our school. Yes, but I went to public school. So basically, you went to a Christian school, mm-hmm. so I could completely see why Bart Simpson would be, <laughs> like, against the rules. Bart Simpson was the devil. <laughs> it was really controversial it when was. we were younger. It I was, was a- never allowed to watch The Simpsons, and I, to, to this day I don't get many other references because I've never actually watched many of them think I've watched three or four episodes and I love them (laughs) like I love it but I just remember that was the first time I remember it being enforced which was kind of nice for Mm. my psyche because it was enforced on a male male yeah so um I don't remember anything really being enforced on girls the only thing I remember is like beer Mm t-shirts anything that was kind of vulgar swear words Mm -hmm. the kids just got asked to turn their shirts inside out I don't remember anything being enforced like because critiquing girls critiquing girls Mm -hmm. I do remember in high school we did have a policy that you couldn't show underwear but at the time it felt very (laughs) more male-centered it felt very male-centered in the 90s because girls were wearing high pants Mm -hmm. their underwear wasn't generally Mm -hmm. showing it wasn't in to show your bra strap, so that was always an accident if it happened. Yeah, yeah that was not, mm-hmm. it wasn't ever acceptable and, to show your bra yeah. strap, really. It wasn't in style. Mm-hmm. There was no style that accepted it, so it was very much covered most of the time. Mm-hmm. Boys, on the other hand, love mm-hmm. to wear their pants down around <laughs> their knees. <laughs> so there was a the pants, lot yeah. of saggy pants and a lot of, like, bums showing with with and if we have boxers. any younger people who want to know what that looked like, just watch Clueless. Yes. <laughs> so you've got... It was intense. <laughs> well, and at the time, I mean, short skirts were very popular. Yeah. And I wore very short skirts with, like, the knee highs. Mm-hmm. 
I was very in style. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I mean, I tried, mm-hmm. and that was the style. Like, very short skirts with knee highs, very reminiscent of the 70s. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember anyone saying my, Skir- that skirts. my skirt was too short. Mm-hmm. So, I don't remember a backlash on... I remember wanting, like, uniforms. Uh-huh. I remember thinking that that was a really great idea. Right. And actually, I think I may have argued that in debate mm-hmm. at one point. Like, I argued that side and mm-hmm. someone else argued the other. And I really thought uniforms... <laughs> I really thought uniforms were a really great idea mm-hmm. because I was like, you don't have to think in the yeah. morning. And everyone's the same. Equal and you don't have to, like, yeah. You're not divided by socioeconomic or fashion yeah. sense. <laughs> it was a really unpopular viewpoint that I no, had. No, I always, I, I kind of considered that as a teenager as well, that uniforms might be a, an idea. But I think we're the minority in that. <laughs> I think most teenagers want to express yeah. themselves. Yeah. And so that was my experience with, with dress code. But I do remember specifically hearing that the year after I left high school that mm-hmm. they went and changed the I think it was the year or the year after that they went and changed the dress code to be very specific. Mm -hmm. And I thought possibly I was imagining this and I actually (laughs) looked back at my old high school's dress code Uh right now and it is, it's very specific. Uh There's a very specific non-general dress code. And it's funny because I went to a private school and we had a really specific dress code but I felt like at the time it wasn't super sexist either. I'm, and I'm looking at these dress codes now online of other schools. I'm like, holy cow, that's sexist. And I'm wondering if it actually kind of changed between now. Um, like maybe somewhere in the 2000s this became a thing. Because our dress code was that, you know, there was no skirts above the knee. So, the, you know, that only applied to girls because that was skirts, obviously. We couldn't wear any sweatpants, which kind of universally applied. No tank tops whatsoever, universally applied. On Wednesdays or Fridays, whatever our chapel day was, most of the time it was Wednesdays growing up. And I think in my senior year, it changed to Fridays, which really threw me off. But on Wednesdays, we had to wear, it was chapel day, so we had to wear dresses, skirts uh, for girls, or if it was 20 below or colder we could wear slacks and then the boys had to wear slacks a button-up and a tie and that was supposed to teach us how to dress professionally for the world or church or church i, I don't know they, i mean like they we put always, it together we actually i would dress more casually for church honestly yeah. <laughs> but even then but yeah they always told us it was for us to learn how to wear work clothes professionally and you know and in, in a certain way I appreciate that because I felt like I knew how to dress for court which I mean my work has a lot to do with court and there are some people who I've worked with in the past who clearly did not know how to dress for court I mean like <laughs> we're seriously wearing see-through yoga pants to court so not a good call so m- maybe that did teach me that <laughs> I learned how to wear a dress or slacks, you know. Were you allowed to wear slacks? Well, if it was on... twenty, if it was twenty below. Oh. Or, or sorry, twenty or below. Twenty degrees. Twenty or degrees below. or below. Basically, you could wear slacks if it was cold. <laughs> what did you think about that? Look, looking Versus, back at that, like, well, because the boys had to wear a tie, and I didn't have to wear a tie, so like, I kind of felt what, like. What if you had worn a tie? And. Or a boy had worn a skirt. Oh, that would not have flown. (laughs) (laughs) And and 
I mean, like, there was some definite gender normative expectations with that. But I felt like we both were somewhat uncomfortable. (laughs) So at least there was that. But also, the other thing that was weird was when I was 16, the Josh Harris book came out, I guess, Dating Goodbye, and also this kind of, like, this idea that there should be no makeup or anything like that, or no dating in the school. And so the dress code changed. It used to be, like, you could wear makeup if it was not distracting or noticeable like basically this like if it was natural mm-hmm. and then uh, so if you wore blue lipstick they'd probably, they would probably call you yeah, out. They, yeah but they were like if you wear a natural color of makeup that's fine when I was turned 14 they were like no makeup whatsoever until you're 16 I was mad because like you know you're breaking out and you want to cover up zits and stuff and like nope and I got in super big trouble because I had put on makeup in the locker room and somebody told me because they saw it. Nobody would have noticed except for they saw it. And they, and told, they on told, you. told on me the little tattletale. I was so mad at her. Just a little bit mad at her. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you weren't allowed to wear sweatpants. I, mm-hmm. I don't remember if we were allowed to or not. I just remember no one wanting to wear sweatpants because if you wore sweatpants, you got pants. Oh, like, yeah. That was a big thing. That oh, was that why would be... I would never Sheesh. have worn sweatpants. No. <laughs> at all. And maybe that was partly a school rule. I don't remember having strict school. And maybe that's me. I'm oblivious Mm -hmm. to things sometimes. I've talked about it before. (laughs) I live in oblivion. Sometimes I just randomly accept that things are the way they are and I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But I do remember them talking about it getting a lot more specific. A lot stricter. And a lot stricter after I left. Like some of the younger classmen Mm -hmm. were really upset. And I look at the rules now and I'm... I actually tend to believe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, even mine, I was thinking about mine got stricter at the older I got. Like, not the older, like, as I aged and it was the same and I aged into it. But, like, around the 97, 98 is when it started to change. And that would have been around the time that yours started to change as well. 2000, I wonder, 2001. Yeah, I wonder probably. what was going on in that time. What did you find out in looking at that dress code? Well, my middle school, I looked up the middle school dress code for the middle school that I went to. Mm -hmm. And this is their dress code. No violence, drug, alcohol, or other adult content advertised. No yoga pants or leggings without proper coverage. Keep it covered. That's their entire policy. Oh, that's interesting. That's very specific. How, what? That's. (laughs) I wouldn't know how to do that if I was, okay. (laughs) I feel like it's left vague. Very vague, yeah. Mm -hmm. And vague is a problem. We'll discuss why later. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about the no yoga pants because I feel like that that no yoga pants or leggings without proper coverage. And I feel like that's a really big thing across the Mm -hmm. board. And I also feel like people are talking about yoga pants and leggings and like this phenomenon Mm -hmm. as being something new. It's not. And Anybody I'm seen sorry? a stirrup pant? <laughs> exactly. Stirrup pants were basically mm-hmm. the first, like, comfort mm-hmm. form-fitting pant. Yep. And sometimes they were a little bit looser. Yeah. But I've seen yoga pants fit exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. So you've got a legging, which I'm sorry. Also, have you ever watched any 90s music right. video? Like salt and pepper mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, look at their spandex. Sure. Yeah. There's spandex everywhere. Mm-hmm. And at the time, they called it spandex. Right. And I remember wearing tons of spandex. Mm-hmm. 
like lots of spandex spandex and t-shirts mm. yeah oh like, yeah and the so, big big fluffy t-shirts and they tie it on a knot in the corner yeah and you yep. wear spandex mm-hmm. with that yep and people are like oh this is crazy this is this new thing and i am <laughs> curious where all these people were throughout the 90s throughout the maybe 80s not and 90s born? even i don't know <laughs> Like with the spandex. It was everywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is interesting because that is an example of a sexist school policy because it doesn't apply to both men and women's clothing. Because you don't see a lot of men wearing. Well, I've seen some boys in skinny jeans. Skinny that, jeans that are just that as, are tight. Just as like, tight. There's not a lot of policy against skinny jeans except for maybe really strict school dress codes because they're jeans. Mm-hmm. It's hard to police that jeans are jeans so i moved and looked at the high school that i attended do you want me to read it because it's (laughs) it's long i mean maybe pick out some highlights i feel like it's all highlights oh like some of it's very odd headgear of any type which i feel like is extremely discriminatory towards a lot of different religions yeah i thought it was interesting that it just says headgear of any type yeah and at first when I read it, I was like, headgear, you mean like the... Like braces? <laughs> they can't wear braces? <laughs> Obviously, that's not what they're speaking of. But that of. means this person could not wear a hijab or a yarmulke. Except for I know <laughs> that there is kids that wear those things that go to the school. That's So they must make a religious, religious exempt- exemptions. But yeah, they shouldn't put that in there then because then it's just a cause for chaos i mean <laughs> hats were allowed in school when i went there so that's one hats were not definitely not allowed on boys in class okay so goal. it mm. was depending on the teacher oh <laughs> for our school so some teachers hats were take mm-hmm. them off when you come in the door but i know that that one right there that number one i remember huh. it changing yeah interesting and there's a reason why i totally remember hats being allowed was because I loved when pictures would come out and it would <laughs> yeah. be the boys that like forgot to like take their uh, hats they, off mm-hmm, yeah, that they then, wore their hats that mm-hmm. day and they had hat head in their <laughs> pictures why I get such joy out of bad hair I don't know <laughs> but I always anyways I always did so that that includes everything they are talking about everything and wow. cold weather they actually since it's such a cold mm-hmm. uh, place they do say that outside hats may be put on in the school lobby as student leaves the building well i would expect they would have to so <laughs> that's nice that they let them put their put cold, cold hats, hats on, on in a lobby oh my god it makes me wonder how much of this is actually enforced but <laughs> so then i mean you you have articles of clothing accessories or footwear that advertise depict or condone the use of alcohol drugs tobacco violence inappropriate language or sexual behavior slash innuendo purposeful harm to oneself suicide gang membership or gang behavior okay that's appropriate that's appropriate (laughs) and across the board talks about everyone and yeah and even that school that got a ban their dress code did say that none of that is allowed and that was led by school student activism but i don't think anybody's arguing against that (laughs) no so the next thing is articles of clothing accessories or footwear that signify gang affiliation Wear? I don't know. I'm not in a gang. Maybe they wear. Maybe they wear special shoes. I don't, I don't know. know. I have no idea. And, and what? And what small town teacher is gonna, gonna know? know? Yeah. I mean, they might. They, they may. might be like maybe a they're, street they're, gangster they're, teacher. Yeah. Shoes. Okay, so here's where it gets a little iffy during the gang thing. So it says known styles of gang-related dress as verified by local authorities. 
shall not be worn, possessed, or displayed at school or any school-sponsored events. Okay, so they're using, like, the authorities to, to determine that. Then they say, this may include pants that sag. Pants may be worn at the waist, even if the shirt covers the waistline. A single raised pant, bandana, or similar-looking items worn as an accessory, colors, symbols, or numbers representing or having special significance within <laughs> gang culture, sports clothing of specific teams. Oh. Yeah. Beads <gasps> and necklaces. Belt buckles with gang initials. Gang-themed t-shirts with gang photos. Prison scenes, graffiti, or slogans. Display of body tattoos, which are gang-related, are also prohibited and must be covered during school hours and at school events. Should other possible displays or styles of gang-related dress come in attention of school officials, local authorities will verify it unless it becomes disruptive beforehand. Okay, so (laughs) that's very, very specific. Yeah. And very intense. So obviously there's been issues with this. But seriously, sagging the second pants is not and it did say it may but but the thing is is that if you're using that as a gang symbol then i'm sorry (laughs) you've gone too far (laughs) but the single raised pant leg it's not an affiliation of a specific gang no the single raised pant Mm -hmm. leg sometimes is because you rode your bike Bike to school school. (laughs) but it also is like is not and the affiliation of a specific gang it's actually yeah it's a style so, anyways, moving on. That was very specific. There was a lot to digest in there. Then you get into articles of clothing that are provocative or revealing in nature, including those constructed from spandex or similar form-clinging fabric, leggings or tights without a shirt, tunic, skirt, or shorts of suitable length over them. Okay, so they say suitable, but they don't specify they spe- don't what specify. Suit- suitable So this is. gives a teacher full power to call out anyone in their class. Yes. Then you move on to spaghetti straps, low necklines. Oh, by the way, that's another thing is is that because spaghetti straps are only traditionally female clothing, you do not see that on males. So it's much easier to buy a male a appropriate tank top than a female. Mm-hmm. Our school just banned all tank tops, so that was pretty. <laughs> I mean, that works. Yeah, it works. <laughs> if you if you don't want to be sexist, I mean, you can just ban everything, but. So, low necklines, clothing that reveals underwear, bare midriffs, bare shoulders. So, there you go. Bare midriffs is another one. The bare shoulders could have covered spaghetti straps. Yeah, it could have, but they didn't do it. Including racerbacks, bare backs, low-cut tops or dresses, halter tops, etc. Those are all female clothing. All cleavage must be completely covered. But they don't say that boys' chests need to be covered? No. Okay, interesting. It says undergarments of males and females may not be exposed, even when a student leans over or sits down. All tops must overlap or be completely tucked into pants, shorts, or skirts to avoid any bare midriff or lower back. So that's, I mean, that could so go across the board. They're enforcing tucking in shirts for high schoolers today? That's I don't know. A, that's intense. <laughs> I remember that wasn't that was one that was new, and then the no bare shoulders was also new hmm. because hmm. our I had to wear. So most of these most don't, clothes don't really tuck in nowadays. But most of these don't hmm. cover my cheerleading uniform. Oh yeah, no, my cheerleading that's uniform was, was less yeah. than this, mm-hmm. and I was required to wear it right. on game days. Okay, so mm-hmm. then you have skirts or dresses that are shorter than six inches above the knee and shorts that are shorter than mid-thigh, whether sitting, standing, or bending over. 
Again, that's another one that almost exclusively is for females because almost no male shorts that are in style right now are short like that. Private body parts shall be covered at all times. Okay. We no, can all get behind that. <laughs> no undergarments or parts thereof may be exposed at any time. Which is interesting that they keep on saying that 25 different ways. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways that they're saying that. Just like, don't show your underwear for anyone. It seems like, okay. So this is articles <laughs> of clothing that are considered loungewear, pajamas, etc. Mm-hmm. That was always a rule for our school. I think that may have been a rule. This is the thing, is that... Yes, that can be non-sexist, but I had a friend whose daughter was sent home from school for wearing a silky pant that was bought in the pant section of Gap. It was a style that was only, I think, in style for about a year, but it was a silky straight leg trouser, and she got sent home for being in pajamas, and she was ticked. So, I mean, it gets enforced again with females. So, uh, here's the thing. That was, I think, enforced, but at the same time, I'm going to tell my age, hammer pants were really popular. Oh, uh uh-huh. And that is basically a pajama pant. Mm -hmm. Like, now, that would be considered a pajama pant. Mm -hmm. So, or loungewear. But, yeah, it all changes. So, articles of clothing or accessories that disparage or humiliate any group or individual for any reason, including but not limited to national origin, gender, race, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, or disability. Okay. I can get behind we that. We can all get behind that one, and that was also included in the, the dress code with California. <laughs> yes. Items of jewelry or accessories which pose a hazard. Wallet chains, spiked collars or necklaces, spiked bracelets, safety pin jewelry, choke chains, bicycle chains, earrings connected to nose ring via a chain, etc. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can totally see the nose ring earring thing. Because that because could Because it be, makes me ill. That could be real dangerous. <laughs> but when I went to school, spiked collars, spiked bracelets, mm-hmm. wallet chains, safety pin jewelry, choke I chains. I that... All of that was worn almost all the time. And I think that that is a... Not by me. (laughs) No. I think I wore some safety pins. But I think that is like... That that was a reaction to punk culture and not really a safety hazard. Or really, the spiked collar is really a safety hazard. I mean, not the ones I've seen. Yeah. What are they going to attack you? And they're called safety pins for a reason. (laughs) They're safe. (laughs) I think definitely the earring connected to nose ring via chain... It could just pose danger. Sounds dangerous. It just sounds pretty horrible. <laughs> Someone could totally. I've pull never that. seen that done quite, but, but I don't see the wallet chains. I don't Mm-mm. see how a wallet chain is going to pose any sort of danger. I mean, maybe if you try to strangle somebody with it, but if you're doing that, you're you could strangle somebody with a lot Anything. of things. Yeah, your shoelace. Yeah. So then there's sunglasses and tattoos of a design or location descriptive to school order. So that's so, I mean that's it that's all of it so okay. that was from middle school to high school like the changes and I feel like the middle school one was the one that I grew up with mm. yeah <laughs> was this like, like this just random gen- generic yeah and cover it up people yeah like that so not only are the the rules tend to be more focused on female clothing also the reasons for the rules are sexist because oftentimes they'll say that girls should not be distractions to the learning environment, that the, their clothing is distracting the boys. And then the reasons for the dress codes can be 
discriminatory. The dress codes themselves can be discriminatory. And then the enforcement especially can be discriminatory. You were saying that you, the first time you ever saw somebody get called out was a boy. I remember most of the infractions of the dress code being a lot of boys simply because the girls didn't want to get called out on that stuff because it had a tendency to be more embarrassed and all of that. The boys would do this stupid stuff just to make a scene and make a ruckus. In fact, they so the whole reason for the chapel dress code was to be professional. What they would do is they find the ugliest secondhand <laughs> uh, shirts and ties they could possibly haul out of Salvation Army or pick and pay and wear those like the most hideous things just as like a rebellion so I mean like totally like it was awful the chapel days were awful <laughs> they were like and then yeah the infractions were always these boys like taking out their tie on chapel day or whatever so I didn't see a lot of girls doing it but mostly just because the type of girls that like I went to school with are super rule followers and <laughs> we're all embarrassed to, to show any kind of skin ourselves so but what they're finding now also is that girls who are thinner get away with more with dress codes like and girls who are more you know have bigger chests or who are curvier often get called out for these dress code violations more because teachers notice them it seemed to be more modest to be skinny and less modest a girl wearing exactly the same thing will get called out like for a, a skinny straight up and down girl wearing a tank top won't be called out and then the girl with you know a bigger chest for her age will be called out so it's also body shamey yes and like your size gets discriminated on and I found a horrible example of a dress code worse than the one that was at my oh yeah old high school. so it this is a dress code like it looks like a choir concert dress code and so the person is talking about the 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 choir being above the audience so they need to be aware of that which I get you don't want to have girls show up in really short skirts if they're not going to be aware that the audience is going to be below them and like not think about it so like drawing people's attention the audience is below you so dress according to that that would be fine but (laughs) the boys Dress code is a pair of khakis or dress slacks and a collared shirt would be appropriate. If you wear a t-shirt, make your choices wisely. If you feel that you must wear jeans, wear nice ones. Pull your pants up. Your underwear choices should be your own private choice and remain private. Besides, it's a really bad look to be walking and and hanging onto your drawers to keep from falling down. Ladies, a skirt or a nice slacks would be appropriate. Keep in mind that many of you will be on stage and the stage is raised above the audience. That means the audience will be looking up at you. Therefore, if your skirt is too short, it means that everyone in the auditorium will know exactly what kind of underwear you will have on. The same guidelines apply to you. Some choices should be remain private. If you don't have a longer skirt, choose slacks. Choose modest attire. No belly showing. Keep the girls covered and supported. Make sure that nothing is so small that all your bits and pieces are hanging out. Please remember as you select an outfit for the awards assembly that we don't want to be looking at sausage rolls, as Mrs. Elliot calls them. As you get dressed, please remember that you can't put 10 pounds of mud in a 5-pound sack. I'm... Wow. Because <laughs> at first I was like, where is she going? <laughs> the boys need to wear khakis and keep their underwear covered. One, if they must wear a t-shirt, make a good choice. Yeah. 
I'm like, oh my gosh. As if you're not self-conscious enough as a junior high girl about your body. Holy crap. <laughs> Why didn't they say that about boys? I saw, I, I've seen more men roles on stage than women. <laughs> women are generally very self-conscious about it. You mean women aren't? Women. I mean, that's a very sweeping statement. But most of the time, <laughs> most women are like pretty self-conscious about their fat roles. Especially in middle school. Yeah. They're very aware. And if there's someone who continues to wear clothing that is too small for them, maybe something's going Mm -hmm. on at home that that they they just don't have enough money Mm -hmm. to buy new clothes. Yep. Or maybe they need to make a connection with this girl instead of calling her mud. Horrible names. I'm (laughs) shocked. Okay. Yeah. You definitely. That. That beat it. So that's really body shaming. So what. Just out of curiosity, what do you think about all of these online? I mean, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, this is so tiring. Just follow the dress code and mm. stop complaining. What do you think about these parents who are posting pictures of their daughters or the, or the girls are posting pictures of themselves mm-hmm. and saying, I got sent home mm-hmm. in this. And like a lot of the stories are, I got sent home in this, mm-hmm. and then I went back and I got sent home in this, mm-hmm. and I went back and I got sent home in this. And people are like, you should follow the dress code because that's the rules. Follow the rules <laughs> and you'll be fine. I mean, seriously, some of these dress codes, I, so I looked up a bunch of dress codes on online today and they were so incredibly vague. I wouldn't know how to follow them if I was trying to. They were super vague and they, they were basically like, be modest. Okay. That means completely different things to different people. You Some know, people it means to wear, wear not, something down to your ankles. Yeah. And then like wear appropriate attire. Okay. I mean like it's just like I don't know what that means. Um, well, no, I mean I know what that means to me. Right. And they probably know what it means to them. But is that what it means mm-hmm. to their math teacher? Right. Or their science teacher. Mm-hmm. Because their science teacher and their math teacher may have completely, completely different, different yeah. views exactly. on what's appropriate. Of what's appropriate. And so you're you're dealing with humans who are, yeah, di- you know, maybe from different places in the world. I mean, like what's appropriate to me as a Alaskan is completely different than what's appropriate to a Hawaiian is a completely, you know, different than somebody in like Mississippi or Florida or New York or Maine or Maine. Like it's all different. The styles are different. What's appropriate is different due to the weather, the amount of dressiness to like casual or formal. It's all different across the country. And if you have a teacher from Hawaii and a teacher from South Carolina and they both go to a school in Idaho, <laughs> they may be sending home completely different students. So, yeah. And so then, do you think it's worth bringing the attention to I think to people these things? really need to, yeah, and especially because high school and junior high are such formative years, what happens then can affect the rest of your life. And so damaging statements then, um, feeling like you're being called out because of your body then is going to affect how you view yourself for the rest of your life. So that we actually should be more careful in junior high and high school to make sure that these dress codes are not sexist and not body shaming. And the other thing is it's not racist because I found some racist ones too that just specifically called out hairstyles or, or you know, things like that that were only usually found in like more like African-American hairstyles, that kind of thing. 
you know, there's sexism, there's racism, there's, you know, discrimination against different religions in these dress codes. And these are all public school dress codes. So I feel like I can kind of see when people say, you know, it Mm. says no leggings. Why are you wearing leggings? Mm -hmm. And then balking about it later. Mm. I would encourage my child to start something like these Mm -hmm. kids in California started. And I totally would send my kid to school in leggings. I think if it was against dress code... I wouldn't Mm -hmm. until, but I would encourage them to try to change Change it it. so Mm -hmm. that they could then wear them. Mm -hmm. Well, if it says like no leggings, yeah, try to change the policy. But they're so, yeah, they're so thick. Yes, they (laughs) say with with proper covering. What does that mean? (laughs) So you get down to the leggings cover your butt, or does it mean that something needs to cover the leggings, or you know, or does it mean that the leggings shouldn't be sheer or? Yes, it can be extremely frustrating. And I feel like sometimes it's these girls with really long legs are also mm-hmm. getting punished. Yeah, tall girls. Yeah, that was always a thing is, is that they would say... When you do the mm-hmm, inches mm-hmm, above your knee. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> that kind of is funny because mm-hmm. everyone has different inches, yeah. length femur bones. Yep. Mm-hmm. So short girls could always get away with shorter skirts. Yes. <laughs> I think I did it. <laughs> yeah, nobody called you out, but... No, yeah, no one called mm-hmm. me out. And whether or not yeah, that was because it wasn't... It was more in and, and... But also probably you might have been called out if you were, you know, six foot. I may six, have. Yeah, same, you know, length My skirt, knee highs yeah. would have been very long. <laughs> and my skirt looked very short as opposed to what it did look, which was just, you know, normal on a short little girl. <laughs> So you would try to follow the rules, but also encourage your child to engage in activism. If they thought it mm-hmm. was wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did have an instance when I was in youth group where they put a dress code on our youth group. Oh, that's interesting. And it was devastating to the youth mm. group. There were, I would say, I, I've, I've talked before about how small our church was, mm-hmm. how many people went when I was a kid. I had maybe four kids in the youth group at most, seven kids on a good day. I mean, really, really good day. Three, generally. Mm-hmm. So when our youth group exploded around the time I was 16, they were all much younger than me. I was the oldest. My parents insisted that I still continue to go to youth group to be a good example you guys can't see me, but I put air quotes around that. <laughs> Always good for a podcast. <laughs> because I was definitely, you know, doing my own thing. I wasn't interested in being a good example, mm-hmm. but my parents wanted me to go and be an older kid. All of my friends, my two other friends that went to youth group, three other friends, left because they couldn't handle the influx of middle school and early high school age kids. And there was about 40 mm. that came. And they were definitely difficult to deal with. Mm -hmm. And there were dog chains Mm -hmm. and there were Marilyn Manson Mm t-shirts and there there were just everything Mm -hmm. to fight. I mean, purple hair and Mm -hmm. spiked up and interrupting during service to ask questions. So like exactly the kind of kids you want to attract a youth group. Exactly. (laughs) And I remember there were a few people at the church, the small church Mm -hmm. that the youth group now was half the amount of people that went there. And there were a few people that said that they would leave if the kids weren't put under mm. control or made to stop or look better. Exactly what Jesus would have done in that situation, right? Exactly. He need, they need to conform. <laughs> so the leadership came up with a dress code for kids to attend youth group, mm. which 
is I don't think I've ever heard of that before. <laughs> devastating thing ever, right? Yeah. I was at the time sixteen. That, that was my freedom is youth group because I could wear like leggings and all sorts of things to youth group that I couldn't wear to that my parents would let me wear, but they weren't according to school rules. So yeah. Things that were included. Sorry, not leggings because it was the nineties. I wore stirrup pants. <laughs> yes. So some of the things that were included in the list that they put out for youth group and the way they did it was very combative they printed out lists and then handed it out very forcefully Mm. to the kids and these are kids that are already having issues at home Mm -hmm. in life in general they just want attention and they want positive attention although they're trying any way to get attention so negative attention works (laughs) also But they were told that they, of course, couldn't wear collars. They couldn't put leashes around each other's neck. That could be a safety thing. Like a leash attached to somebody's neck and somebody else having it. That only happened once. (laughs) But they put it in there because it was so disturbing for everyone. Uh, They put things like black cats. You couldn't wear a black cat any, like on your shirt or... Okie dokie. Because that's not a creation of God. It's witchcraft, Jessica. (laughs) God didn't create leopards. <laughs> it's witchcraft, I tell you. No, so they, black cats, uh, peace signs, because that was big. Sorry. God didn't create jaguars. <laughs> Did you say leopards? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, leopards and spats. Wait. <laughs> wait. So... So, yeah, peace signs. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there were a few other things that were really out there. Okay, because let me explain to you, <laughs> people who possibly didn't grow up in the evangelical mm. faith, but at the time, peace signs were very bad because it was a, oh, let me get this right. It was an upside-down cross, broken, mm-hmm. broken upside-down mm-hmm. cross, and then I don't know where the circle came from because mm. I couldn't tell you. But that was what they told yeah, us. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking... It's anti-Christian. It didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Because if you actually put a peace sign back together, it doesn't make a very nice cross. <laughs> and you still have a circle to account for. <laughs> like, where'd that come from? I always heard that too. Is peace sign was Satanist. Yes. So there was all of these things that so they I put on it, the list. So I drew it and then the yin and yang symbol all over that my That was another book. one. <laughs> Couldn't have a yin and yang. That was another mm-hmm. one. Nothing on your clothing with yin and yang. Also, all black could mm. not be worn. Of course. Wow. There was, uh, it was very interesting. So, of course, the kids were really offended. Mm-hmm. And I was really offended mm-hmm. being the oldest and the most mature. Of course. <laughs> and the one that was there to be a good example. And I was furious Uh, for them yeah because yet i i wasn't wearing any of this to youth group although i mean i had peace signs Mm -hmm. and i'm i don't know how many black cat things i had i thought that was kind of a weird addition (laughs) but i remember being so upset that i went and had a meeting with the pastor and asked if if there was any way they could earn these right to wear these clothes mm-hmm. because this was their thing. They wore all black. They right. dyed their hair crazy. Oh, yeah, that was another thing. You know, no hair dye, mm-hmm. no out. And I just thought, this is church. Mm-hmm. This is insane. And it was – so I thought, is there any way they can get these things? Like, I was at the time a very logical thinker. Mm-hmm. Still, like, I knew they just wanted attention mm-hmm. from – and if we gave right. them negative attention, it was actually yeah. going to give them what they wanted for a second, but mm-hmm. actually completely go south and not 
put our message across. And so I went to him and talked to him and he said, uh, what do you propose? And I said, well, what if they come at you with a with an educated statement? Mm-hmm. Basically, what we were just saying, mm-hmm. that it's stupid and crap and a rumor mm-hmm. and prove it right. that the peace sign mm-hmm. came from a broken upside down cross. Mm-hmm. Because that is not where peace signs came from. And if they wrote a page report on what they wanted to mm-hmm. wear or if everyone did that, we could, you know... Mm-hmm. And he said he would accept it. Um, by the time I got but, back to the kids yeah. in the youth group, they weren't interested. Yeah. And, and guess gone. what? Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. And they were gone. Mm-hmm. And who knows what happened to these kids? Because, I mean, they were much younger. But, than yeah, me. but they learned that church didn't accept them is what they learned. That's exactly what they learned. So I had experience more with youth group. <laughs> <laughs> dress code <laughs> and I remember one of the girls dyed her hair a beautiful like rainbow purple mm-hmm. or just this beautiful color and she came into church and my mom said oh my goodness look at your hair it is so bright mm-hmm. and I just think it's wonderful <laughs> and I remember everyone else's response was very negative and mm-hmm. my mom said that's probably the only positive response she's going to get from mm-hmm. her hair and all she wanted was a response mm-hmm. and everyone gave her that negative mm-hmm. response so she got a response mm-hmm. but one positive and uh that's one thing i always liked about my mom <laughs> my mom worked with middle schoolers mm-hmm. she knew that a kid was not their hair color right and maybe that's where i got my indignant <laughs> like i was pissed that i had to go to youth group with these stupid little kids that were loud and mm-hmm. obnoxious not my type of person whatsoever <laughs> and much younger than me at least three years younger than me mm-hmm. and that's a big deal when you're 16 yeah. yeah for sure and 40 of them who wouldn't stop talking <laughs> and i was so annoyed and yet when the church came at them with that dress code i was done yeah i was done like mm-hmm. done for them mm-hmm. like i was on their side mm-hmm. the crazy little punks <laughs> <laughs> and i probably got that from my mother anyways mm-hmm. big long tangent but dress codes yeah who needs them? Nope. No one needs them. Have we judged the heck out of that? I think we have. Okay. So. Well, okay. Let's go back a little bit. Uh-huh. Some people need some dress codes as yeah. far as. Just I some really general. Do think, I really mm-hmm. do think the kids have done a good job and I'm interested mm-hmm. to see the kids how in California. And interested to see how it works because yeah. I really have a feeling it'll go well. But that, yeah, just as, as simple, like, let's not be hateful and let's cover our bits. <laughs> General dress code. (laughs) So, speaking of dress codes, if you're school shopping this year, our ethical product of the week is Everlane. And Everlane is a unique company. They do a lot of very basic clothes, standard clothes, and they they make them to last. They're not that fast fashion that we kind of talked about last week that they just kind of do trendy things that you can throw away. Their stuff lasts a long time. I've bought several of their products and all of them have, I've actually only thrown away one thing um, and those those were sandals and I kept them for I think three seasons and wore them almost every day those, those seasons. So their products are really sturdy, made to last and they're made in ethical factories. They're paid wages and they are radically transparent in which they show online exactly what each product costs to make what you're paying for exactly how much the markup is 
And even on their models, they often say what size the model is and what size she's wearing. Have you seen Everlane's stuff? Yes. I like that they have shoes. Mm-hmm. So I feel like shoes are kind of hard to find. They're hard to find. And I have really hard to find sizing in shoes. My feet are really short and fat. <laughs> Another thing is, I know you said that they're transparent, but I like that you can see the factory. Yeah. Yeah, so you click have, a link mm-hmm. and, and it'll can, say made in, so made in China, mm-hmm. and then it'll have a link that says see the factory, mm-hmm. and you can click on that link for each item that's made. And even though these items are made in China, they are inspected factories with a 90% or higher rating for worker safety and a fair wage. So they do really try to make sure that they're completely transparent about everything about their company. And their styles are, again, are a lot of basics so that they'll last a long time that they can add to your versatility of your wardrobe. Almost exclusively solid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Solid colors. Yeah. And I bought a couple tank tops from them and they don't lose their color or shape and I really enjoy them. So they have plus I, size? Yes. And I will say that their sizes do run a tad large, I would say. I, Which is always yeah, nice. Yeah, it is great. I feel so good about myself. I'm a small. Just give me that small. So, so they're easier for the average woman to fit into. I feel like I'm usually a size about a 12 and I fit into a medium easily. Yes, so. and not everything is made in China. There is some stuff made in Italy. Mm-hmm. There is... Yeah, the shoes I got were made in Italy and they just lasted... A really long time and were comfortable for me and were true to size, which was nice. And they went with everything. You can find them at everlane.com. So thank you for joining us here at Ethical Quandaries, a podcast where we have a lot of questions. But no answers. And, and we're, we're judging, judging you anyway. Technical support and photography by Tip Paisley. Consultation by Mid Toker. Production music by EpidemicSound.com. Editing by me, Jessica Belstra. If you have an ethical quandary or a comment, And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Remember, if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And support our work at patreon.com.